Welcome to the Pastor's Cut. This week we're on with Sean Gidla, pastor of Subka Sahara, the church on Devon, and talking about what got cut from his sermon on Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 26. And we get to discuss a listener question as well about the Trinity. If you have any questions you'd like us to discuss in future shows, we'd love for you to go ahead and send those in. You can just email us at podcast at parkcommunitychurch.org or drop a comment wherever you happen to be listening. And with that, let's get started. I'm Trevor Lovell, and this is the Pastor's Cut with Shine Gidla. Shine, man, it is so good to have you on the show. Good morning, Trevor. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy uh, to be here with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And so, um, Shine, you are the uh, pastor. I don't know if there's actually a special title. Just you're the pastor of Subka Sahara, right? The the new church. Yeah, I'm one, one of the pastors at Subka Sahara, the church on Devon. Yeah, that's right. Could you could you tell us a little bit about what's what's going on? What it like? What is Subka Sahara, and uh, maybe even some of the story about how that developed, and uh, just kind of share about that. Yes, I would love to. Yeah. So, yeah, as you all know, like Park uh, has had the heart or the vision to see a local church on Devon Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, South Rogers Park, uh, uh, like, uh, helped us and like. Uh, uh, like prayed for us and like sent a team uh, to Devon Avenue. So Phil Adams uh, and Ruth Adams and and me and, and the team, like we moved into the neighborhood three, three, three and a half years ago uh, with the heart to see a church, a local church on Devon Avenue. So, uh, but yeah, and by God's grace, a uh, long story, after three years, uh, we are now got a space on Devon Avenue and uh, we are able to gather there every Sunday. And also we are present throughout the week. Uh, that's been our vision to be present uh, with the people, uh, to serve the people, together with the people, to reach the people in the neighborhood. So, yeah, Sabka Sahara means uh, hope for everyone. It's in a Hindi language. Uh, it's uh, it's in one of the Indian languages. So we wanted to have that name because uh, most, if you walk on Dewan, you see lot, um, most of the restaurants or the stores, they have their names in Hindi. So we wanted uh, uh, to have a name in Hindi, which would connect with people in the neighborhood so that people would feel the belonging. Uh, so we have mm-hmm. that name and we also, that's our vision. We want the space to be welcoming, a space for everyone uh, to be welcomed so that they can find hope, uh, help, shelter, refuge. Uh, we also have a song in Hindi, which says, Jesus is Sabka Sahara. Jesus is the hope of everyone. So that's our ultimate uh, uh, goal. We want ultimately to share Jesus with people so that people will come to know him and uh, know that he is the hope of the world. So that's, yeah, shortly uh, about Sabka yeah. Sahara. And super excited with what God is doing here on Dewan mm-hmm. Avenue uh, in and through his people, through his church. So. Yeah, we're able to make many relationships, able to build friendships with our Muslim friends and Hindu friends. And uh, we've been meeting them in the space uh, during the week and also on Sunday uh, services. They're joining us and uh, hearing God's word, which which has been beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man, that that is so cool. And uh, yeah, Shine, you and and Phil and, and Ruth as well, you've been so, like so faithful with that up there with that work. and past few years and uh it's it's been cool to see it develop and now you know uh you and phil pastoring on you know with a church on devon avenue which is something that i don't think has ever really happened before um so yeah, really yeah, cool that, actually the land the landlady uh, who owns the space when we were uh talking to get the space uh, we were on the call with her and she was like 
I've been in this neighborhood for 40 years. Uh, I've been doing business for 40 years. I've seen a temple, I've seen a mosque, but, but there's now been a church. So it will be great for the church to be present there. So she mm-hmm. like spoke back our vision to us. Like it was like God preparing people's heart and like allowing us to be there. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing how God has been working. And uh, now we are at a, at a point where, yeah, we are, the church is present there and being uh, the salt and light of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's great. That's beautiful. Um, so Shine, you preached at Subka Sahara this past weekend on uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 26. Could you give us a quick recap of your sermon? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a privilege to share God's word uh, this Sunday at, uh, at our church. And yeah, it was a beautiful Sunday. Uh, we had, uh, uh, actually our space was filled. Uh, we had also people from the neighborhood joining in and we also had a special guest. We had uh, uh, our global pastor, Dave, Dave was here, there with us. Nice. And it was a joy to have him and uh, uh, just uh, uh, praise and worship Jesus together. So, yeah, coming to the sermon, yeah, I I preached uh, Acts chapter 3, as you all know, and then uh, I did uh, narrative style preaching. So I began my sermon introducing, I showed, uh, uh, like, different signs, uh, road signs from different countries, uh, and then I asked people like, uh, what do these signs mean? Uh, so I, I showed from like signs from like Australia, from Sri Lanka, from Abu Dhabi. So I showed them all these signs and I asked them like, what does, what does these signs mean? And, and the point I was trying to make was, uh, I showed them different signs from different countries, but I told in the end, like, even though these are all different signs, they all have a same message, mm-hmm. which is to be safe. Like no matter mm. what country it is, all these road signs, they, they're different, but they all say the same message, like be safe, mm-hmm. drive safe. So that's how I began my introduction. And then I asked people like, have you ever seen a demonstration of God's power in your life? Have you seen like supernatural sign in your life? And if you have mm. seen, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean for you? What does it teach you about God? Or maybe if you're here today uh, looking for a sign or a miracle from God. So uh, that was my like uh, personal uh, mm. uh, point connecting people. And then I moved mm. into Acts chapter 3 where it's like we also see in Acts a lot of signs being performed. Like we saw in Acts chapter 3, uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit and how God began the church. And then we see the first sign like uh, people speaking in different uh, languages and proclaiming the gospel and when we come to Acts chapter 3, we see you know, the sign, like God uh, healing mm-hmm. uh, the lame. So, so, and then that made me ask the question, like, why did Luke record this for us? What does he want his readers to know? Uh, uh, and what does he want his readers to learn from this? And what are some implications? So that's how I began my sermon. And then I, I shared the whole story. I, mm-hmm. I preached, the, I narrated the whole story, like what happens in Acts chapter 3. And then I gave uh, implications, uh, like oh, what does it mean for us now? Uh, so my big my big idea was uh, there is power in the name of Jesus to heal. Uh, there is power in the name of Jesus to heal. Yeah. But not only there is power in the name of Jesus to heal, but it's like a road sign which points yeah. us to the power of Jesus over sin, death, and grave. So yeah. in other words, uh, the sign is all about the gospel of Jesus Christ who mm. comes to restore all things, especially us to God. So that was my big idea. Mm-hmm. And then I gave my four implications uh, uh, of uh, how does it uh, uh, affect us. Uh, the first one was uh, 
it's all about jesus uh, uh, like this is all about jesus uh, peter says uh, the healing it's all about jesus he gives all credit to jesus but he he uses that as an opportunity uh because he knows his audience who is his, who he is speaking with he is speaking with uh, the jewish audience who know their old testament so he uh, he takes that opportunity to show them that not only is this miracle all about jesus but it has always been always about jesus so he goes yeah. from genesis to revelation and he shows shows them this is all about jesus that he is the exalted one he is the uh he is the one god raised him from the dead and he is he has always been god's plan to draw all people to himself so uh, not only is the is this miracle uh, uh, all about jesus but it it has always been always about jesus and jesus is the only way uh, that we uh, all could be saved and he's the way for eternal life so yeah i said like this story this message which i'm sharing today should uh, uh, make us uh, see jesus and uh, uh, accept him and worship him because it's all about jesus uh, he's the hero of every story so that was my primary uh, implication wanted us to uh, uh, be in love with jesus and uh, receive yeah. him and uh, worship him so and then second thing was i wanted them to look at the pattern i didn't want to obviously god does something incredible here he does a miracle here and i wanted them to see how god works i wanted them to show a pattern where uh, uh we see in acts chapter 2 uh, we see the sign which is uh, people speaking in different languages and then the sign leads to the message where we see peter proclaiming uh, the gospel and then the message leads to people being saved and and the same thing we see in acts chapter 3 we see a sign the healing of the lame and then which leads to the message which peter proclaims and then we see people being saved uh, we see in acts chapter 4 2000 people saved so we see there's a pattern we see the sign we see which mm-hmm. the sign leads to the message and then and the message leading people being saved and i said like the holy spirit which empowered uh, peter and john and all the apostles is the same holy spirit which is in you and me for everyone who believes in jesus we have the same holy spirit and the same holy spirit empowers you and me and for the for the uh ministry for his ministry so i was like maybe we yeah, uh, god works through us and we minister to people and we might see signs which which might be miraculous or sometimes we might see signs which are just mundane just walking with people and uh, doing life together so no matter what uh, uh, signs they are no matter what how god is going to use us in ministry that ministry is always uh, to proclaim the gospel of jesus christ so that people can be saved so Yeah. that was my second implication and then i gave uh, two more implications uh, the other thing was yeah like how peter uh, deflects all the glory to jesus uh, peter yeah. uh, when all the men of israel come and stare at them looking that oh maybe these guys with their power and pious uh, they were able to heal but peter uh, deflects all the glory to jesus so uh, the other implication like how are we using all the gifts that god has given us how are we using all the resources or everything that god has given us are we using that to deflect all the glory uh, to jesus uh, so yeah i just encourage our people like everything that god is doing uh, in us everything that we have every gifts every resources maybe use that for the to deflect the glory to jesus uh, Mm-hmm. uh especially like if someone hears the name of sabka sahara here on divan and says say that oh they god is uh, they uh, the church is growing or there's there are great things that are happening here on divan 
let let our posture be like it's all because of Jesus. Like it's uh, Jesus has been working, Jesus has been bringing people, Jesus is doing some great things. So let let us all deflect all the glory to Jesus. So that was mm-hmm. my third implication, and and then yeah, I just ended. Uh, uh giving a call uh, for people who are there who has not accepted Christ uh, to mm. to receive Jesus uh because they heard the same sermon which was preached and 2000 people saved there and it's the yeah. same sermon which they heard today so and this uh, just uh uh, uh explaining uh, two verses particular verses which uh, Jesus uh, which Jesus gives the promise for those who repent and turn away from their sins uh, he gives the promise of uh that their sins will be blotted out uh so mm. uh, it's a beautiful word picture there like yeah. right now we don't understand that word because we like when we want to have something on a paper we print that paper and then once it's done like we we crumble it and we trash it away so it's no longer can be used mm-hmm. but in those days they used to write it on like parchments or animal skins mm. and they used to use ink which is to not go so deep when is to they used to write on those parchments or animal skins and once the once the purpose of uh, uh, the paper or uh, the parchment is to be done uh, the owner of the animal skin used to take uh, take it and used to uh, blot the ink out so he used to blot yeah. it out so that it would be new again it would be can it can be used for another purpose so that's the word picture which uh, yeah. uh, luke uses there and it's a beautiful picture of reminding like when we come to jesus uh, to the cross bringing all our sins and bringing all what we did and we give it to jesus jesus is going mm-hmm. to blot away all our sins and he's mm-hmm. going to give you uh, a new life a new purpose uh, that's the yeah. first promise which god gives when you repent and turn to jesus and come to him and not only he, as he blot away your sins but he he says like times of refreshment will come uh, to you yeah. so it, which is like yeah. when you trust in jesus when you receive jesus you will receive the holy spirit uh, uh, you will receive god's presence which will be in you uh, which will mm-hmm. give you which will refresh you so those are the two a beautiful promises god gives you when he, when you repent and turn uh, away from your sins and trust place your trust in jesus so yeah i shared those promises and invited people uh, to trust in him and believe in him and for those people who already received jesus and received the forgiveness of sins there's a promise even for them too uh, where it says like he's going to come back jesus is going mm-hmm. to come back and he's going to restore all things like Uh, we live yeah. in a in a, a broken world and a fallen world where things are broken and yeah mm-hmm. god cares for us is is uh, with us uh, his presence mm-hmm. is there but uh, he also gives a promise that he's going to come back again he's going to restore yeah. all things and uh, and we know the end where uh, he comes and he wipes away tears from every eyes and, and there will no mm-hmm. longer be sin uh, death yeah. and and uh, all of that so sorrow and everything so yeah that's how mm-hmm. i i ended my sermon so yeah that yeah. was yeah i shared almost the whole thing but yeah it was a beautiful there's a beautiful passage yeah. and yeah so grateful uh, that i could share that yeah man that the revelation 20 is that was, i felt like that was a, a perfect way to close yeah. that good connection yeah man good stuff it's interesting you t- talking about the style of preaching that you used up there the narrative style um mm. you know with like a, an intro there to kind of um, a bit of a hook and then just just telling the story which you know Phil has bragged on, on how good you are at just like at just telling the story itself yeah and uh and engaging people with that and, and then drawing implications from it afterwards but um 
there's a reason that you do it, that you preach in that particular way that has to do with um, just kind of like the culture, right, of, of Sub-Kasahara, that there's people from from all over. Could you talk just a little bit about that? Yeah, sure, sure. Like, yeah, like I, I personally love stories. I love sharing stories. Uh, and also coming from like India, uh, coming from uh, uh, most of the Eastern cultures, they they love stories, hearing stories and uh, uh, like if you know, like uh, uh, Indians, like uh, there's there's a uh, there's a joke in India. Like there are two major religions in India. One is cricket, uh, and the other <laughs> one is and the other one is movies. So Indians oh, love yeah. movies. They watch movies. Uh, I think in uh, in the in if I'm true in the whole world, like uh, India makes the most number of movies in every like in oh, a, yeah. in, a, in a in a year. So every mm-hmm. week there is one of the other movie coming out. So yeah, like mm-hmm. we love stories. We love to watch stories, hear stories. So also the most of the Eastern cultures love uh, like mm-hmm. uh, hearing to stories. And yeah, mm-hmm. I believe strongly like even like acts or the gospels they're all stories and mm-hmm. jesus was also like uh, most of the time like he was sharing stories and uh, sharing the truth of the gospel in through parables and stories so yeah, yeah especially on the one avenue we have people um, from india pakistan afghanistan mostly from the eastern culture so like yeah uh, like i believe like sharing the story and uh, letting uh, the story speak with them uh, it's, it engages them uh, it uh, it feels like they are they are in in they're in the story. It feels like it makes them feel like uh, 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 they want to know what's happening. They, they get engaged and uh, they want to know like okay, I, I see where the story is going. What's the story about? Uh, how how can it relate to me? So yeah, that's that's how that's why I feel like sharing stories is so beautiful and uh, mm-hmm. it grabs the people attention and. Uh, and we can yeah. share the truth of the gospel as we share. And it's also, I'm not sharing my own story. It's like I'm mm-hmm. sharing uh, the, the Bible. I'm sharing God's word, which speaks yeah. with people. Uh, and we I'm sharing the gospel, as Paul says in Romans, like, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God uh, to salvation for whoever who believes. So, yeah, sharing the gospel, sharing the story, yeah. And trusting that God's word speaks with people, God's word uh, uh, will go deep into their hearts. So, yeah, just yeah. narrating the whole story instead of reading, just reading uh, the story uh, to them, uh, I believe, will be uh, very effective as they hear. And also mm-hmm. most people uh, uh, speak different languages. Uh, so mm-hmm. so as you sh- share the story, as you share like slowly and then uh, uh, like... Uh, giving pauses and raising the tension and uh, mm-hmm. all that uh, will connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, it sounds like you do it really well from, from what I've heard. I'm, I'm looking forward to joining you all one Sunday and, uh, and being a part of that. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so shine, what got cut from your sermon? Yeah. To be honest, like, yeah, like this, there was not a lot which got cut out uh, because yeah, I preached for me probably 40 minutes because I shared the whole story mm-hmm. and I shared the, uh, the implication, but yeah, there were a few, but there are a few points which got cut out, which, which were more like teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would love to share those, but yeah, I couldn't have the time during the preaching, especially like uh, all the literary styles and the literary features, which Luke uses in this passage, especially like mm-hmm. he, right in the beginning, he says that uh, Peter and John were going 
to the temple at the ninth hour, like which is like three p.m. in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, why, like, why does he particularly mention this time? And mm-hmm. and like you know, like it was one of the uh, prayer times where the Jewish people used to go to the temple and they used to uh, offer the sacrifices. So they mm-hmm. used to offer the lamb as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. And we see mm-hmm. here beautifully in this passage, like. Uh, particularly specifically at that time we see that peter and john go and they uh, do the miracle and peter proclaims uh, uh, the gospel uh, mm-hmm. which is about the forgiveness of sins he proclaims that jesus was the sacrifice jesus yeah. was the one who was who, who was uh, dead so yeah it was a beautiful connection to see like how mm-hmm. like at 3 p.m they used to offer a lamb yeah. uh, for the sacrifice of forgiveness of sins but at the same time uh, here we see like peter proclaiming the gospel Hey, people, like, uh, we yeah. have the final sacrifice. Then yeah. there need to be a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus was the lamb which was slain for the forgiveness of sins of all people. So that was a beautiful mm-hmm. connection I saw, which yeah. I couldn't share uh, uh, in my sermon. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. The way he, like, he basically says, like, yeah, this guy's healed, and, and Jesus is the one who did it, and you're the ones who killed him. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got, you've got like an issue now. <laughs> but that's, then, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But then leads into that, like, you don't need to go make a sacrifice, like, you're here at the temple, but you don't need to go and make a sacrifice. Just yeah. Receive him. And, and as you were explaining, like, the sins will be, will be blotted out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. What else, what else do you have? Yeah, also, uh, as, like in the passage, we see like Luke uh, repeated the word uh, that the lame that the lame person was at the beautiful gate. So mm-hmm. he he kept repeating. I think he repeats two times, uh, like uh, the beautiful gate. I was like, like why is like Luke intentionally mentioning uh, the gate, like beautiful gate, two times? So. Mm-hmm. I, I like one of the commentator here. It's like this gate was made of the. Uh, uh, the finest uh, uh, precious bronze, which was so beautiful, which was precious than like silver and gold. And mm-hmm. when the, like the sun used to rise, uh, uh, the sunlight used to fall on this uh, uh, gate and it used to shine so beautifully. So mm-hmm. that's the reason like it's called beautiful gate. But the point Luke is trying to make is like, no matter how beautiful this gate was, no matter how much uh, precious or how much uh, expensive or how much, uh, all the wealth and everything is, it was, it couldn't help uh, the lame person. Actually, mm. it was like a hindrance for him to go inside the temple uh, because it this gate marked as a hindrance for people, uh, especially who mm. were with uh, disabilities. Uh, they couldn't go into the temple. So, yeah, just uh, yeah. seeing no matter how much wealth or no much how much precious uh, this gate was, it was more like a hindrance to him rather than helping him. Uh, that's what uh, mm-hmm. Peter says: a silver and a gold I do not have." So this uh, yeah. this this lame person wanted money. He he wanted something, but God knew what he needed. Uh, he needed mm-hmm. Jesus. He needed freedom, mm-hmm. which Jesus gives a new life. So that was beautiful to see. Like that's the reason. Like I how Luke uses uh, repeats the beautiful gate. He wanted us to see. Like no matter how much. Mm-hmm precious how much wealth or how much it is it's it's more a hindrance for us to go into god's presence than uh, it helps us to go into god's presence yeah 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 that's good stuff yeah the connection there between like the beautiful gate being repeated and then peter saying the silver and gold thing yeah um 
Yeah. All right. Let, let's jump to our listener question. We've got a good yeah. one for today. Um, mm-hmm. A good, good theological question. And so uh, you being a good uh, biblical and theological scholar, Shine, uh, what is the Trinity and does it actually matter? How does it play into my day-to-day life, right? What is the Trinity and does it actually matter? How does it play into my day-to-day life? Yeah, definitely. No, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, yeah, it's a perfect question. Like as we're going through the book of Acts, we see, we see clearly in the Trinity, we see God the Father, we see God the Son and the God the Holy Spirit working together. And uh, yeah, the Trinity is, uh, is uh, one of the main doctrines of our Christian faith, uh, uh, where it uh, teaches that the, the, the Trinity teaches that there is one God, there's only one God who exists in three persons, uh, uh, who are equal and eternal and who are worthy of equal praise and worship. Uh, they're distinct act, acting in unity. Uh, so uh, we believe uh, there's only one God who exists in three persons, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And then, yeah, like just keeping, uh, just give the big, to give the big idea, the Trinity teaches us that uh, before the foundation of the world, uh, God was having fellowship with his own being. Uh, that's why the Bible tells us that the Father loves the Son. Uh, we see that in John chapter seventeen, uh, verse fourteen. Yeah, I think this was one of one of the thing which uh, which is really beautiful. We see like God even before the foundation of the earth. We see God was having fellowship fellowship with His own being. Like uh, uh, God, that's why we know that God is love. Like uh, God didn't need anything. Like He already had everything. But in His grace and in His uh, like love towards us, He made us. Uh, and that's why we see that we long for relationships, we long for community, we long for intimacy because we are created in the image of God. Uh, so uh, the uh, the doctrine of Trinity shows us like like why like we long for uh, in uh, like relationships and uh, community because we because God is a relationship, God is love. Uh, so and yeah, just how how does it play uh, in our daily lives? Uh, as a as a share, like the Trinity demands us, like the Trinity uh, asks us to be in relationship with one another, uh, to be in community to one another, because because God is love, uh, because uh, right from be- before the foundation of the earth and before everything, uh, we see uh, the perfect uh, fellowship between uh, the three persons in the Trinity, and uh, because of who God created us in His image, He wants us to reflect that. So in our daily lives, uh, like when when we interact with people, when we meet with people, like we uh, we show that uh, we reflect who God is. Uh, uh, we reflect that his love and we want to share that love with other people. So uh, in our day-to-day lives, like the Trinity, like asks us to be, to be with people, uh, mm. to care for people, uh, to love people, to weep with those who weep, or to rejoice with those who rejoice. So yeah, mm. it's, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, 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 it's a beautiful doctrine or a beautiful thing, uh, which uh, which is very applicable yeah. for our daily lives. So uh, that's yeah. how I would answer that question. Yeah, no, that's good. It, it just makes me think that I think a lot of times in like a Western context, um, maybe maybe in particular, like with majority culture, it's easy to get caught up with um, like thinking the most meaningful aspect of life is accomplishment, mm. right? But but how you're describing the Trinity, the application there is that the like the most fundamental piece of who you are is that you're made for relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the most meaningful aspect of life has to be that. Yeah. And, uh, in remembering that and leaning into that, um, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. 
Yeah, and, and Trinity is a is a as a very uh, complex topic, and we know yeah. God is finite, and we are finite, and it's uh, <laughs> it's only a little bit that we can explain. But yeah, but it has like beautiful implications, like what we know, how God revealed Himself in the Scriptures, and uh, what we know about God. Like we can, uh, uh, God wants us to reflect Him and show His image to other people, so that people would come to know Him. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, Shine, I've enjoyed this so much. It's been great having you on and I uh, loved hearing about Subka Sahara and, and everything that's going on up there. Thanks for sharing about your sermon and uh, look forward to having you on again sometime. Yeah, thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, I know you preached the sermon too. I would love to ask you questions, but maybe uh, next time because of our time. But <laughs> thank you so much. You're doing a great job. And uh, this, has, this has been a huge blessing to many people who are hearing and uh, may God continue to use you and uh, bless this podcast uh, to share the good news of Jesus to many people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Shine. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And uh, if you have any questions you'd like us to discuss, once again, go ahead and send those into podcast at parkcommunitychurch.org or just drop a comment wherever you happen to be listening. We'd love to hear more about what you're wanting to hear us discuss. So we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening.